1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Previously
1: on Chaotic Normal,
2: the mutiny of the Sturge finally came to fruition. Only for the scrub watch of the Sturge to also kind of mutiny against c the coordinator of the mutiny in the process the Scrub Watch took advantage of the situation and rallied the crew to their cause and finally took down Captain Larestrad of the Sturge. They captured him, took his weapons, and then were about to hand him over to the captain of the Nasher. Only then did the seas and The weather itself rise up against them as they had to escape the ship as a kraken attacked the Sturge. The crew barely escaped with their lives and were managed to get rescued by a merchant ship traveling the Shattered Isles. They traveled with the crew of the merchant ship until they saw Port Providence in the distance. Now that the crew has some treasure in their pockets and each other by their side, what will they do in Port Providence, the starting point for many an adventurer and want to be pirate? Let us find out in Chaotic Normal The Shattered Isles.
3: Last time we played, of course, you uh, you had just arrived in uh, the town of Port Providence. Uh, you've just disembarked now from the uh, sailing vessel who fished you out of the water after the kraken destroyed the sturge and drowned its crew, and you lost everyone you've known for the last few months. And this is your first time returning to Port Providence. Uh, you've all likely been here, if not just passing through. Or maybe uh, you've spent a good amount of time here. It uh, varies character to character, but the uh, the town of Port Providence is a major landmark in the uh, in the Shattered Isles. It is one of the uh, not necessarily one of the first towns erected, but it is one of the most successful towns erected here in Port Providence or in uh, the Shattered Isles. Located on a one of the largest islands, that's actually really close to the mainland. Uh, in fact, they say at the lowest of tides, you can swim across the channel that separates the mainland from this island. But nevertheless, uh, nevertheless, the island is still its own standalone island. But it is sizable enough that it does boast an entire... Like, a lot of jungles and cliff faces, adventure sites, if you will. And in fact, the entire northern half of the uh, island is taken up by vast bayous that sort of bleed and blend out into the ocean. These bayous uh, known as the Hool Marshes is what people commonly call them. And it's known that no wise person would venture into the Hool Marshes on account of the uh, dreaded lizard folk who layer deep within it. Uh, There's a policy of sort of complete and total lack of interaction with the lizard folk. And that's been sustained for decades. However, uh, as people on or mainland or like islanders who don't go out to sea, land lovers who work the plantations and farms in the uh, uh, now deforested areas of the island, they gradually year after year start clear cutting more and more trees and starting to uh, like sod more of and more of the bayou and are encroaching more and more into the land of the lizard folk. Uh, and this is always in frequent contention of the uh town council um but uh for the most part uh port providence despite being a Agdaland port has been a uh freebooters paradise for decades uh save for the uh bout of war between Agdaland and zilcomnis in which the or the ansin republic in which the uh Pirates or the merchant princes of uh, the Ancienne Republic waged constant war against the uh, people of Port Providence. Uh, the uh, place has been pretty much devoid of imperial influence. Like the empire hasn't sent anyone really out here, hasn't paid much attention at all to Port Providence for a few decades now. Left it pretty much undisturbed and, or not undisturbed, but un regulated. It's not a rampant lawless Tortuga type place but it is a place full of smuggling and also a place where uh, pirates don't feel like they need to flee just because of their infamy uh, but also it's not a uh, place where your infamy will necessarily be celebrated uh, so it's a free it's a bur- booters port or a free port and is a, a good place for many people to lay anchorage. It's safe. Occasionally, a pirate does try to raid Port Providence, but it's rare. It's not a protected place according to the pirates' code, but it is rare still for people to come this uh, far into or near the mainland to actually raid it. Uh, however, you as you step off the dock and onto the wooden anchor, or like the wooden dock uh, away from the ship, bidding the sailors farewell, you look at this city or this town set within comfortably within a cove. And you see, basically, you're out on these wooden docks, and the cove has two massive cliff faces, one to the south and one to the north, that keep this uh, town safe from really the brutalities of the harsh uh, seasonal storms that still sweep through here. Nothing so bad as the Everstorm, but still, harsh hurricanes do sweep through the Shattered Isles. But the town is safe from those, thanks to this cove. And looking to the northern cliff face... Uh, towering up above and sort of carved into it, even, you see the large but very dilapidated fortress that stands sort of as a guardian of this uh, cove. That fortress is in terrible disrepair and is a relic from the war between the Anse in the Republic and the uh, people of Agdaland. And that uh, fortress basically has been uninhabited. The people in town claim that it is full of ghosts. But the uh, yeah the uh, so the fortress is uh, pretty much dilapidated and uninhabited. But pirates, especially, have a uh, habit of looking and checking to make sure the fortress is empty, because a free port that's held by anyone with the cannons that could be in like if that fortress was manned and staffed and had cannons and defenders in it, this would immediately cease to be a free port because from that position somebody could hold this entire cove uh completely and no ship could come in or out without the say so whoever owns that fort so so long as the uh fortress is left empty fort solitude as the people call it the uh city of port providence remains free um to your uh, dismay as you enter you do see that it looks like there's some scaffolding set up around fort solitude um, not an immense amount of work going on on it, but almost like somebody is ins- has some workers up there inspecting it to try and assess the damages. Uh, so it doesn't seem like anyone's moved in, but it does seem like someone's interested in moving in. And so with this sort of grisly reminder that the free port of Port Providence is slowly being uh, closed into the iron grip of the Empire, uh, you... Step off the dock and into the dirt streets of this town. The warm jungle air fills your, uh, like, basically assails you. The jungle doesn't really encroach on the town. The farms have pushed it back, and you can see it off in the distance, but still the heat rises off from there, like, the the moist heat rises up from it, and there's still, like, here and there a palm tree sticking up in people's yards. The walls are made of uh, thatch, really just enough to keep out, or to let the place breathe, keep monkeys out, and that's about it. Uh, Few buildings really hold up to the tropical storms. In fact, the only buildings that really do hold up to the tropical storms are some of the key landmarks, like uh, the town hall, where the town council who governs this city, or this town, uh, meet and gather. The town hall is a large stone building that you see, uh, kind of domineering near the uh, port as you step off onto shore so as you arrive in port providence kind of taking the land taking that ominous sign of or a reminder that the empire is encroaching further and further into the shattered isles uh what are your thoughts
4: this is the biggest city i've ever been
3: to That's which it. is not saying much because you've uh, grown up mostly with cave dwarves but the uh Port Providence perhaps has I want to say 5,000 inhabitants, but it might be a little high.
2: Oh, I have many great things to show you, turtle friend. This is one of the great wonders of the world.
4: Everyone's moving so quickly.
2: Yes, yes, yes. You are going to have to keep up, my friend.
3: As you, uh, as the two of you uh, talk about that and you kind of start to point out wonders of the uh, town to him, uh, you do notice there are many other ships at anchor here. Uh, you notice some fly imperial sail- or imperial uh, flags, uh, the red and black of Taroth. Uh, others uh, fly their individual merchant trading company flags. Um, everyone that's at anchor here does fly a flag. No one is uh, sailing the Skull and Crossbones uh, or there, but and no one is going unflagged. Um, but your eyes are drawn to those and the fact that you don't have a ship. You do have a chest full of coins, but you are (laughs) shipless.
2: Ah, yes, we should find somewhere to store this so we're not just walking around ready to be plundered.
3: Yes, it's getting very heavy. So an unfortunate thing of, uh, of Port Providence is the, uh, not great amount of ho- like uh, public housing available. To get here, you have to come by way of ship, and so usually people stay on their ships. Uh, otherwise, you live on the island and you have uh, space there. Um, consequently, uh, one of the only real places to get a room is called the, uh, the Thatched Cow. A, uh, it, it bears the dubious honor of being the oldest tavern in town, Uh, meaning it has a storied history, but as such, its sleeping quarters aren't the greatest. Cots propped up in a uh, common hall uh, with the option of a private room for those willing to spend a good amount of coin. But even then, it is a private room with an open window to the outside to let heat out.
5: Could I... um, Would I be able to use my smuggler feet down low? You're acquainted with a network of smugglers who are willing to help you out in tight situations Well, in a particular town or city. Um, you and your companions can stay free for free in safe houses. Is that something we could work off of, maybe?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, give me just a second.
2: I mean, we could stop by the... Thatched cow and see maybe see if Maribel is still working there. She's an old friend of mine. Yo, I
5: I got a I got a spot I can take you. I'll, I'll take you guys to the the painted anchor.
1: I got some mm, friends there. Sounds a little uh, dubious. Know. Yeah, that's a good word I'll for it. it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll no. say it. <laughs> no, it's
5: uh just if we go there, you guys got to call me Danny Ocean, okay?
1: Oh. Uh, okay. Gotta hear the story about this one, Danny Ocean. I mean, it's a cool name. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't know if it suits you. Well,
5: I, I mean, okay, you guys are cool, but the guys I used to run with, oh man, they were way cooler. We had a I had this guy named Reuben, and uh, there was Rusty and Basher. Uh, and then there's you know like Linus, Saul. I got a good group of guys, you know, and. <laughs> We say go on in there all the time. Did you guys play a lot of pranks on set? I, what are you talking about? W- were
1: you always eating?
5: How that? I mean, Rusty <laughs> did. Rusty loved lemon cakes. Oh no, lemon cakes!
1: How 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 are you doing? Uh, I look at the kid.
3: Uh, Amory is uh, looks up in wonder and says, oh, "I ain't never been to uh, to Pope Providence." I was down. I last town I saw was down there in Zilcomnis, um, and he looks on and says, "This is kind of a shithole
2: hole." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well,
1: easy now. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say maybe we shouldn't take him to uh, the smuggler's den, but he'll be honestly, fine. This, this kid's probably rougher than most of us. So,
5: and there's yeah, plenty of kids yeah. that go in there and they're in a lot worse shape than he is. <laughs> I, that do, Oh, I don't like the sound of that.
1: It's at all. all right. <laughs> don't take that to heart, Amory. He doesn't mean that.
3: So, Phil, uh, you actually do know of a uh, smuggler's den here. Now, you haven't really worked any jobs out of Port Providence. Your experience was mostly down in uh, the Ancien Echipel, uh to the south, where the Monmaji people live. And uh, you're uh, so you haven't worked much in this area, but you still know of a few uh, contacts. In fact, there is a uh, there you know of a smuggling or uh, of a kind of a place to lay low in a uh, concert hall, uh, such as it is, like a, a play or like a player's building, a theater. There's the word, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's not a magnificent thing—an outdoor stage with props. Uh, room in the back and a place for getting changed and dressed and uh, it has rooms in it available for the actors for traveling troops whenever they come through here Uh, and you know that this happens to also serve as a uh, dead drop for smugglers uh, who are laying low in town and that, or I guess a bolt hole Um, although you uh, typically any smuggler doing it pretends they're a traveling group of performers
5: Alright guys, one more thing. You gotta act like we're performers while we're there, okay?
2: Oh, that'll be very easy for me.
4: What are we performing? Yeah, what's our show?
5: You know, Robert, take it away. Let it... <clears throat> Alright. Oh, Celeste,
2: I'm sorry. You had uh, something to say? Oh, I was- you're going to need to speak up. I can't uh, quite hear you.
6: I might. If oh, I've no- been shut up. <laughs> I, I
2: think you may have accidentally cast silence on yourself. I don't know what happened there.
4: You've been talking in your head again.
6: <laughs> oh no, not again. I do this so often. Um, I just wanted to ask Phil about context before Rubert goes off on his story.
5: Okay. Context? What?
6: Well, why are we pretending to be performers?
5: Oh, I'm not going to explain to anyone about the. um... (laughs) I'll I'll shoos a lot. Uh, Maybe it'll be fun for the boy. You know, he's he's worried about the shithole. You know, let's just live a little. But seriously, but but seriously, act like a performer, please. Please do not screw this up. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know if you're uh, just trying to get us to drop our lives of adventure and piracy to become performers, but uh, I, I gotta say, I've I got my sights set a little higher than that.
4: Is there money in it? More gold than piracy?
2: There's always money in performing, my friend. <laughs> Alright, so of course, I will be the, the juggler, the uh, singer, the center, the ringleader, the center of the show, of course. Uh, uh, Celeste, you will be the fortune teller, the uh, <laughs> you know, the typical... <laughs> <showroom. laughs> What? That's—it's exactly what you are.
6: (laughs) I just been around and like look irritated.
2: What would you rather be?
6: What would you rather be? (laughs) Go on.
2: Okay, Uh, um, Zelnern, you will be the strong man. You you know you bring your your great axe and you swing it and you you make the bell go ding. No, oh, no, okay, easy, not right now. Jewels, just practice, Jules. You are the the bleeding man. You are no matter how many scars and how much you bleed, you will never be felled low.
1: And it's <laughs> a little too close to home. <laughs>
2: I know. I'm trying to play into all of our strengths, so we don't have to, you know, try too hard. And uh, well, um, you just you you keep doing your thing. Uh, they know you, right,
5: Phil? Oh, yeah, I've been working this angle forever. Just wait and see. This is a good one.
3: Why can't
6: Phil be the main star? He seems to know everybody.
3: And, uh, Phil, for clarity, as far as you're aware, this isn't a, uh, like, you walk in there and everyone's like, ah, a fellow smuggler. Nice to see you. Uh, it's instead, it's more of a covert operation where it's not even clear if the proprietor or owner of the, uh, of the play hall, know that it's being used as a smuggling site. Definitely, uh, you can and, like uh, shoot
2: a, shoot an apple off the boy's head, huh? Um,
5: <laughs> you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm. The reason I'm saying this is, I just think it would be like a little bit more discreet way to, you know, put our money somewhere. Um, we
4: can hide the chest in plain sight dress it up as a fake treasure
5: the other thing i was going to say if we have a minute to rest <laughs> um i could change my artificer infusions and get a bag of holding and put all my money in there or put all the money in there
3: that is so. a solid idea as well
5: so uh, i don't know if we want to lay low there and do that but
3: yeah it would make it to where you don't have to pay for housing and recall that uh, as i described at the uh the thatched cow there isn't a uh a lot of security or privacy.
2: Well, unless you pay for the right rooms or, you
5: know, charm your way in.
1: Yeah, where are we going to keep the chest? I don't know if I trust a bunch of smugglers with our loot.
5: Well, no, let, why don't we do... I'll put it in my bag of holding. Thoughts? That wow. sounds
4: right.
3: Sounds like a wonderful idea. Uh, so do you head off to the uh, the Prime Water Theater?
5: Is that what it's got? Yeah, sure. Is that okay? I don't want to, like, steer us if we don't want to do
4: it. I uh, have a chest of
3: costumes. Ha,
5: ha, ha. is a
1: good price to me.
3: Uh, Phil leads you down the street to the Prime Water Theatre. It is a, uh, you know, you see a broad outdoor stage. Uh, clearly the, wa- the wet of the jungle has gotten into the planks of the wood, but it's still well-lacquered and well-cared for. The name Prime Water Theatre a, a Prime Water family uh, patronage uh, sits on, like, in large letters there on the wall. And it's very clear that the Prime Water family wants their name to be well known and well associated with this contribution to the culture of uh, Port Providence. Uh, and uh, you all see this name, Prime Water, and you've heard that uh, Gellan Prime Water is a uh, well spoken, dapper old gentleman who is a. Uh, a huge proponent of the arts and one of the more influential members of town council. Uh, and so as you walk into this town councilor's theater uh, with Phil having assured you that this is a totally safe smuggling bolt hole, um, perhaps you have some uh, apprehension, but you trust Phil on this and uh, you enter into it. There's, and you very quickly find the manager, a uh, human man named Salmond. Uh, salmon is a gruff looking man that uh, he's thin and reedy and he like his face is gruff and like ragged I guess but his body is thin and reedy and it looks like he's hardly ever smiled a day in his life as you uh, step in uh, towards him he sees you and says and he's like currently working at some paperwork and he looks up and says wait what is it are you a uh... theater troop or have you come begging for coins you've got salt all over you
5: can I... I want to guess his weight and his age.
3: Uh, <laughs> what? Go so he I seems like to Karn be... Uh, <laughs> go ahead and make a perception check to see if you can do that.
5: I love it. <laughs> I got a crit miss.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you guess. I've described him as a thin, reedy man. Go right. for it. Uh,
5: I, I put out my hand and I say... Uh, uh six foot 120 pounds uh 52 nice to meet you i'm danny ocean
3: uh he smiles broadly and says ha 52 61 oh well you flatterer and 120 (laughs) you know i thought that the crab cakes have been getting to me but uh Oh, and you see that like that pale smile form on his face, and again, it looks like his body doesn't really know how to smile. You have accidentally charmed him, uh, <laughs> and uh, as you uh, as you uh, extend your hand, uh, he grabs it with a bony hand and then says, <clears throat> "So you're a uh, a traveling circus? Then is that it?
5: Uh, traveling carnival, actually. We like to call ourselves the aristocrats
3: <laughs> the aristocrats. Oh my God. Uh, he uh, he ponders this for a moment and says, well, "The Prime Water Theater is a uh, a fashionable place for upstanding acts and performances. We uh, we don't just take any rabble off the uh, off the sea. Only the highest quality of acts are allowed here. Um, that is to say, if you're looking for an act oh, to put on an act." Master Primewater wants to review them himself. So you'll be forced to give a required to give a private show for Master Primewater at his convenience before you're allowed to uh bring your show to the uh uh to the town which means uh you won't be able to collect any coin until you're allowed to bring your show to the town. Is that understood? In the meantime you will be given rooms until master prime water has chance to actually see your performance
2: you mean as like the whole act right like if, if you're a solo performer normally you can go and do that yourself right <laughs> please
3: uh he, he uh, looks a little <laughs> bit confused and says that uh he needs to see the whole act and to understand why you call yourself the Aristocrats, uh, That's right, you're going to have to give Gellin and Primewater a full demonstration of why you're the Aristocrats. The rest of this session will just be you telling an aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh god, who wants to start? I don't know if this is going to make it on the podcast. <laughs>
3: Uh, so are you willing to uh, stay in these rooms knowing that, so they seem to be free, food is not provided, but the room is, will be provided knowing that at uh, Master Gellin Primewater, one of the town councilors, at his beck and call, you're going to have to show up here to give him a private show of your uh, of your act.
4: I have been working on my trick, and I'm excited to be able to show it to you all soon, too.
2: <laughs> me, me too, is <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, you know you know what they say. The show's got to keep going. <laughs> Come on down. Let's go to our rooms.
3: Uh, the salmon stands up and says, well, right this way, and pulls a ring of keys off of his desk and leads you down a hallway uh, that kind of smells of mildew uh, to a room. And as he opens it, you see that it is also where props are stored. So you find yourself in a room that's got, it's basically storage with cots laid out in it. How, and he undoes the key from the ring and then hands it over to uh, Phil, who introduced your uh, party, and then uh, says that uh, that he locks up the outer doors uh, at just uh, just shortly after sundown, um, and that there is a curfew and he expects you to be back then.
2: I am crushed.
5: All righty. <laughs>
3: Uh, and, uh, then, and he says, if you're not back by then, well, Master Prime Water doesn't want any random vagabonds sneaking about in the middle of the night, so if you're not back by then, you'll be sleeping on the street. It's not supposed to rain tonight, so that shouldn't be so bad. Uh, and then he leaves you to it to bring your luggage in, such as it is, and he does eye that the only luggage you have is some soaked, ruined backpacks, and, uh, a small chest. Uh, he eyes and he says, is that all your props in there? Most of them. Uh, I need a deception as he asks <laughs> you the contents of the chest.
5: Zelnern, I'd can, say uh...
3: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you hey, want, uh, like to step in to assist Zelnern here?
5: Yeah, can I assist by trying to guess his age again? Unless someone else wants to do, uh, do like a one of their tricks or something?
1: Maybe as you uh, as you kind of fast talk. I, yeah,
4: I, I wink at the same time It's like, I don't want to give away what we're going to do.
2: Does um, wink just look like a slow blink. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah,
2: with one like,
3: eye. Uh, in Zootopia, the uh, sloth. <laughs> Picking up on that, I'll kind of, like,
1: rib him and say, but, hey, don't ruin the mystery. Yeah. All right, I'll so. let you
3: attempt a deception uh, with advantage thanks to Jules' assistance. Sweet. An 11 with my minus one. I rolled a three, so the (laughs) man, Salmon seems to hardly care (laughs) and uh, uh, steps out of the room, leaving you to it with the key. You close the door, and you lock it, and you breathe a deep sigh of relief. This is the first time the uh, five of you have been alone, really save for er, six of you, because you have uh, little Amory with you. Uh, This is the first time the six of you have been alone since uh, you got rescued from the sea, and obviously that wasn't a pleasant experience. Uh, Kind of looking around, Amory goes and sits on one of the cots and says, It's like the ground is glued to my feet. I hate being on land. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we well,
6: I was just going to ask Amory what his plan was for the big show
3: what I'm do you not a performer do? I'm a deck boy I'm supposed to be at sea swashbuckling, not pretending to be some kind of, what, actor? <laughs> yeah, I
2: Wait. know the feeling Dude. He can pull the curtains
5: Is there oh. a in the in the prop room, are there any like prop apples or you know fruits like a <laughs> watermelon or something? Okay, there is like All a right.
3: Gallagher watermelon red and a mallet next to it for it's a common enough act they had it ready. Well, that,
5: that's for uh, Zelnurin. I'm looking for something smaller we could put on Amory's head.
3: How did you know what I was doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh you look around and you do there's no like fresh fruit in here uh but you do find there are some like small like uh tchotchkes and balls and stuff like that that you could try and balance on the boy's head are you going to try and shoot it off his head and accidentally william tell shoot the lo- <laughs> the young boy
5: no i was gonna say um for rubert rubert can throw knives at his head maybe oh Hopefully. even better yeah <laughs> um
6: while they're discussing that, I look at Amory, and I'm like, I bet you're really good at balancing. You could do some trapeze stuff. Uh, since you're used to the sea.
3: He says normally he could, but here on land, it's, again, it's like the ground is glued to his feet. And uh, perhaps the rest it's... of you are also stumbling similarly, but this is your first time, or his first time on land in like a year. Uh, wow. He's used to the land rocking beneath him.
6: Is there a uh, rope nearby?
3: Uh, you do. You uncoil a rope from one of your bags. Uh, I,
6: I take the rope and I start, like, pinning, like putting it up in the air. I'm like, here, here, hop on this and try to get him on it. And then I start, like, shaking the rope to try to get him to balance. All
3: right. You try to slackline it and then aggressively yeah. slackline it. And yeah. the cabin boy. Uh, did you read his fortune before he does this? No. Okay. Uh, the cabin boy slips and falls. <laughs> and. Uh, curses and says uh and looks defeated by it uh you reckon with some encouragement you could get amory to keep trying and want to be better or he'll slip into a crippling depression this is a (laughs) defining moment for the little boy's life
6: i get i get down on the ground to help him like it's okay it's your first time on land for a while it'll take a couple practices i need to practice too for my my performance so we can spend the next little bit working on things together
3: that's incredibly sweet of you. Uh, so, uh, Celeste helps uh, Amory learn how to uh, uh, slackline. And what do the rest of you do? Well, does someone want to hang out in like a hammock? And,
4: I, I need know. to like 26 coconuts for my app.
2: 26. All right, uh, Zelnern, let's go hit the market. <laughs> I already know what I've perfected my act years ago. Let's let's That's go hit he the doesn't town. Doesn't
3: need a practice. <laughs> so uh, so Rubert and Zelnern are gonna head out into the market while uh Celeste and a- uh, helps Amory learn how to uh, slackline. Uh, what about you, Phil? It sounded like you said you were going to take an hour to uh, repurpose your uh, or to fashion up a uh bag of holding is that correct still
5: oh yeah i forgot i want to do that and just like looking around the room at the costumes is there a new hat i can get since i lost mine is there like a a (laughs) bicorn or like a big cavalier hat
3: uh go ahead and roll a d100 for me one second
5: 51
3: uh there is indeed there is a hat that's a uh i don't know uh Hats of that period, time name, but it's a large round hat. It's like a cavalier hat style with a huge, like white, blue plumed feather uh, sticking off of it. Uh, it's very pronounced and clearly worth a good deal of money. Um, as you pick it up, you wonder if this isn't even supposed to be among the costumes, and you do see that there is the name uh, initials in ingri- like embossed on it, GP. <laughs>
5: okay. Um. One last thing I want to do is, uh, I want to look to see if I can find a smuggler drop point, like check the pockets in all the jackets that are hanging, see if there's like disturbed, uh, like dirt before I start transferring all the money.
3: And the ground here is, uh, is floorboards, or it's wooden boards here. So you start, uh, like you've actually probably heard that this one uses, uh, the dead drop is beneath the, uh, floorboards. Um, and so you search around, and so you can search around, you're not sure which one it's under, but to try and find that. Yeah. Um, okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, the changing one of your transfusions, does that take a short rest or a long rest?
5: Uh, it does take a long, so I'm going to be hanging out here.
3: So that's going to be something that has to wait till the morning. Uh, cool. But you can stash it away for now, uh, when you find this dead drop.
5: Sure. Yeah, let's Uh, do that.
3: Okay. And uh, then, uh, Jules, are you staying with uh, Phil, or are you heading off with Rubert and Zelner into the market, or do you have something else you're trying to accomplish?
1: I think I might, Celeste, you're going to hang back here with Avery? Yeah. Uh, I think I might kind of hang back and talk and make sure Avery's, Avery's doing okay, if that's all right. All right.
3: So, uh, let's cut to Rubert and uh, Zelnern, who have set off into town um, As you set off into town Now, it's not a huge robust town, but you can hear the sounds of uh, macaws in the jungles cawing uh, you see a pair of monkeys sitting on a uh, second the roof of a second-story building nearby, uh, chewing on little lychees and then occasionally throwing the seeds down at people below who look up grumpily at the uh, harassing monkeys. And you continue your way down the road to a place where basically, the uh, while Port Providence kind of edges this cove, the water sort of passes in a bit further in, to where actually like freshwater uh river comes down from or i guess more of a bayou comes down from within the uh island and flows out to the sea here and in this sort of river's mouth opening uh as it it closes down it kind of bifurcates the city and it closes down near to the jungle with a bridge crossing um but it's along on either side of this river's mouth that the town's market is uh burgeoning and in fact uh you can tell that it's a good market day from the fact that there are many fish uh, fishing vessels pulled into the uh, river's mouth itself. The roads on either side, of, or either bank of the river, and the river here is only maybe 60-70 feet across, uh, The like the mouth is. Um, but there's... On either side of the uh river, the uh dirt roads have market stalls bustling on them, but even in the middle of the river's mouth, there are many ships laid at anchor that are also vending wares and you see that there are little like uh like ki- uh canoes basically set up uh tethered with uh rowers basically rowing people back and forth, ferrymen rowing people back and forth between these various uh ships that are like little boats that sit out. In the river's mouth, as basically waterborne market stalls, making for quite the bustling market. From the music and the chatter, you can tell that it is a uh, it is a bountiful catch today. And since fish is the primary industry of Port Providence, uh, you can tell that it's people are in good spirits. And so, you were looking for coconuts. It sounds like 20 sucks. Twenty six coconuts.
2: <laughs> that is such uh, a specific number. <laughs> (laughs) May I ask what you plan on doing with them?
4: You will see. It's for my act. Okay.
2: okay. You don't need to surprise me, though. We're on the same team.
4: I need to make a pyramid with them. Mm -hmm. I will show you. I've been practicing my barbarism. cutting hair? Got my shell spikes extra sharp.
2: Oh, I like where this is going. All right. Okay, I can kind of see this. Yeah, this will be this will be grand,
4: grand finale.
2: Oh, I don't know about the finale, but <laughs> I mean it'll be grand nonetheless. Yes, uh, let's, let us see if we can't find a coconut vendor.
3: Uh, looking through them all, uh, you see there are a few uh, vendors here and there. No one has a stack of twenty-seven coconut, mostly because. Coconuts are pretty easy to find in the jungle, so not many people want to purchase them. Uh, more than like one or two. We can go to the jungle. But as you well, as you pass through, though you see one of the largest market stalls. Actually, sorry, not a market stall. It's actually a shop uh, that's set along the market edge. Here is named Winston's. Uh, Rubert, you being here more much more frequently, you are aware that Winston's is a uh, a shop owned by none other than Winston. A uh, man who uh, was once a pirate, uh, or so the rumor goes, but decided to uh, retire from that life to start selling off the bountiful wares he had found in his uh, adventures. Uh, From the story, though, uh, he managed to sell those all very quickly. As it turns out, his wares weren't as bountiful as he thought, and uh, quickly had to pivot to create a uh, general goods store uh, and ironically has become one of the importing, exporting merchants that he used to prey upon. Uh, (laughs) So as you step into Winston's, you see that he does indeed have stacks and stacks of coconuts. The man looks for any good he can cheaply acquire to sell. Uh, Um, Zeldern wants to know if they're peeled or unpeeled coconuts. Uh, what would you prefer? I'm going to say he has both. Okay, I'm looking for <laughs> peeled. I uh, like your peeled coconuts. Uh, uh, you...
2: Winston, my good body.
3: Uh, Winston <laughs> smiles as he sees and says, Rupert! Rupert, is that you?" And the uh, the man uh, who clearly has like the weathered face of a guy who's been at sea for a while uh and yet now the plump belly of a man who has not exercised since he last was at sea (laughs) uh steps out from behind the counter and like gathers you up into a big hug and he says "Ha! i had heard word that the sturge drowned off in the uh uh off past black rock thought you were dead
2: Oh, the sturge did indeed, indeed sink, but you know more than that, that it's harder to kill a gray sand than a sinking ship.
3: Uh, he feels uncomfortable at that joke considering your father did die from a sinking ship and he doesn't know how to respond. The <laughs> silence is palpable. <laughs> oh, you know,
2: I can, I kid. I kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he kind of he laughs along with it, but you quickly gather it's that uncomfortable laughter because you've made a dead parents joke, and he doesn't know how to engage with this. Uh, and uh, he uh, says, ah. So your friend's looking for uh, skinned coconuts. Well, I just uh, earlier today had an order of skinned coconuts fall through. The man had my boy in back sitting there skinning every single one of these coconuts and then said he didn't actually want coconuts. He wanted Ancian nuts. I told him they're not even the same kind of thing. An Ancian nut's a tiny little black brown nut. Not a coconut. (laughs) Robertoos.
2: Although, that would be a fun little trick to pull during the act is, yes, I'm going to break some nuts, and then they turn out to be antsy nuts. That would be very funny. But, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) He looks at you a bit confused. You're getting into showbiz?
2: Oh, you know I've always had the heart of a a performer, no?
3: Uh, he, uh, He gets incredibly serious and says, Robert, listen to me never quit the sea. No matter what you do, <laughs> never ever quit the sea. On land is only misery and waiting for <laughs> death. Land is a prison that's trapped me. Oh. Oh, oh you oh. coconuts, my <laughs> Uh... And uh, he starts uh, walking over to where he has a pile of fresh-shaved coconuts, shaved just that morning by his boy in back. Uh, and you see that there are, uh, like, 35 coconuts here. Uh, I'll take
4: 27, just in case I need a spare. <laughs>
3: uh, he says, oh, well, with an order like that, I don't see a reason we can't split a few right now. Rubera, I want to hear about your trip. And you know maybe you've probably come back with some bountiful wealth huh I mean if you made it off of the Sturge, you probably made it off of some cash. I've got some things that might be worth you might be worth looking at fresh in from, you know no one will buy them from that uh that quartermaster that's come in out from uh out from well far away lands, but if I buy them from them people are more than willing to shop you're You're talking too fast for me. <laughs> but my gold goes back home to my clan. Uh, he stops He looks. I didn't know there was turtle families out here in the Shattered Isles.
4: Well, you you can't tell from my shell, but
3: I was raised among the dwarves.
2: Can't you tell I by don't. his beard?
3: <laughs> uh, Winston sort of, uh, you see it, there's a clear frown on his face as you say you're from among the dwarves. And a bit of a furrowed brown, he says... You came with, uh, copper locks and the rest?
4: (laughs) No, I I don't know any here. I'm from the Hermar clan.
3: Uh, he hears that garbled name and says, Oh, you're talking the albino dwarves! Oh! I thought you were talking about that, uh, those loyalists come here, those imperialists coming down to mine (laughs) the island for mithril. Copper locks and the rest. Ha! Hell with them bringing empire in here should i stay away from them absolutely no matter what you do you don't talk to a gosh dang uh, loyalist or an imperialist their goal is to lock down all freedom chain everyone to imperial law in order to make their businesses more profitable (laughs) that's terrible you you're exactly right Without free enterprise, how's a guy like me supposed to make money, huh? He points to his <laughs> coconut. Free enterprise.
2: <laughs> yeah, keep the Chateaubriand's weird. That's what I say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. Well, not too weird. You know, not the weird kelp where your father's ship went down. My uh, yes. we just went yeah, down. He tries to make a joke about that, trying to add to it. Does Oof. it... Does it land Ooh. well? <laughs> no,
2: it hits me. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> we
3: we spot a giant kraken. That's what I heard. A kraken destroyed the ship. The Nasher says, uh, Gul- Captain Gulldere of the nasher has been spreading the word she conjured the kraken to sink ya.
4: Oh. I don't know about that. She was pretty scared when it showed up.
3: Well, I wouldn't go around telling people that, uh, She's claiming she summoned a kraken to kill those what stole treasure from her island. And she's pretty confident you're, uh, those who stole treasure from her island are dead.
4: <laughs> oh no, she was paler than my clan when she fled.
3: <laughs> uh, Winston looks at you and says, Oh, the the, the the pride on this one. You're going to make one heck of a sailor. So, coconuts. Ah, uh, uh, 27 coconuts. I don't know. Let's say two gold. Two gold pieces (laughs) sound (laughs) good.
4: I am from the islands. I know what a coconut is worth and what my time is worth. (laughs) I'm going to start turning around now. (laughs) (laughs) You give me a good reason not to.
3: I'll let you attempt uh, persuasion or intimidate on this. Intimidate because you're threatening his profits. Persuasion because, uh, you're trying to use a persuasive tactic.
4: Persuasion eight minus one seven. As I continue <laughs> to turn around, uh, I he's not mean to at be it. persuasive. I just that's meant just... to leave.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kind of uh, says, "I mean, that's like a reasonable deal, my boy." He had to uh, a lot in the back there.
2: No, known, please. That is very. That is more than reasonable. <laughs>
4: I only have ten silver only. <laughs> I can't pay that much and I'm not going to.
2: Uh, t- Charlie, I'll cover it from now or right now. You can get me back with what Just
4: I- one second. Your coconuts <clears throat> are already peeled. You're already gonna sell them. Who else is gonna buy
3: coconuts on a tropical island? <laughs> Uh, you uh, you attempt a different uh, attack, trying to point out the business issues uh, of what he's saying and uh, he seems to consider that and says ah, I could do as low as one gold nine silver <laughs>
4: I'll what? I'll give you all the silver in my pocket for 26 coconuts
3: <laughs> Uh, Deception a zero.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he looks and he says, "I doubt it's more than fifty silver in your whole pockets." <laughs> Listen, Robert, Rub- right. Rub- Rub- I really want to catch up with the two of you. I don't want to make this business transaction weird. I'm willing to go as low as gold in eight, one in eight. Sounds fine.
2: That that is more than fair. Uh- <laughs> I'll put, I'll put all of it on the table.
3: <laughs> uh, he, he smiles, and he says, well, 27 coconuts are yours, but let's take an extra out and split it up. You like coconut milk? Uh, he, uh, uh, calls for his boy in back, and a, uh, a man steps out, a half-orc man steps out, and grabs one of the uh, coconuts, and chunks it down to cut it open, and grabs another and cuts it open. Uh, play And, uh, Like, hands you a uh, straw, I guess. I don't know what the medieval Mm -hmm. drinking of a coconut tool would be. Uh, And a a reed. There we go. Hands it over to you, each to enjoy tasty, tasty coconut water. And while, uh, as soon as you start sipping, he says, You know, coconut water is actually a thing I'm selling recently. It's full of health benefits. Uh, I've got plenty of ways that uh, we can start marketing this. You know, like, here it's a cure-all. They say that down in the... In the Ancien Ashiapel, is a cure-all. It's got all sorts of tonics. And he starts basically (laughs) giving you an essential oil sales pitch Mm. on coconut water. Did you Um,
4: start talking faster once you moved to the land?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone talks faster on the land. Tell you what, you add a little bit of rum to this, and I'll uh, tell you the story of the sturgeon how we ended up here.
3: Uh, He smiles and he says... A bit of rum for a good story like that? Now I'm interested in hearing it. Uh, and uh, you can... Uh, so you, or he goes back to get rum and uh, grabs a chair and tables for you to uh, all sit down as you tell him that story. Uh, so, back in uh, the uh, back in the Prime Water Theater, uh, Amory uh, and... Young Amory and Celeste are practicing acrobatics and getting better and better at it uh one day maybe young Amory will be a top man much as finnegan was before uh and meanwhile phil is has just found a very nice hat with the uh initials gp uh what's the word like monogrammed in on the inside and uh has also um been rooting around the floor to try and find the dead drop for smuggled goods go ahead and make a investigation check
5: before yeah. i do that can i is it like a tag can i tear it out
3: uh it's stitched in
5: oh damn it okay. so you
3: could take a uh like a small knife and cut it out like cut the stitches
5: i might do that later i got a 10
3: uh, you search around for it and cannot seem to help or to find it. Uh, as you're searching around, though, Celeste, you're actively working on trying to bow, like tightrope walk with uh, young Amory. Uh, but you see uh, Phil struggling to uh, find something. He's like looking around the room, uh, uh, bothered and confused. Do you stop working with Amory to help him in any way? Perhaps drawing a card to try and find something or anything. So you're looking, he seems to be, uh, you start to quickly uh, come where he's looking for like a hidden uh, board that can be pulled back in the floor to reveal a uh, secret hiding place.
6: So I, I tell Amory to like pause for a second because he keeps falling and I don't want him to like fall from too high. And I look over at Phil and I shout. I shout to Phil. I'm like, Phil. Look for the marionettes as I, like, flip a card and I cast locate objects.
3: Oh, that's neat. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Uh, and so what is the uh, object exactly that you're looking for? I think it should work here, but you're basically looking for, ironically, this is an occasion where find traps is a functional spell. Uh Never. This, I'm going to let this work. Normally, a f- locate object is looking for a specific object that might be hidden. You're looking for a uh, fake board that's not quite known to you, but I'm going to yeah, let it work. I, that's I kind fun. of
6: overheard him grumbling to himself in the background. So like, he thought he was like in his own head, but how I think I'm talking out loud, but I'm in my own head. He thinks he's talking in his head, but he's actually mumbling it out loud. Like um so he was like raw, floorboard raw, where where where's the goddamn thing, you know? And I like kind of overhear that he's yeah. having a hard time. So I <laughs> look into my Taroka deck and I'm like, Phil, there's a marionette over there. Why don't you check that out?
3: Yeah. And uh looking for the uh movable board uh you draw the marionette, and sure enough, there is a puppet under uh borne by strings hanging from the ceiling amongst the props and uh Phil following her suggestion, you go to that one, you pull or and you reach down, you realize this board isn't bolted down; it can Wait. be easily popped up and slid aside out of curiosity
6: nice. was the puppet was his head up or was he upside down
3: uh the puppet was hanging upside down well. Cool uh phil you pull back the board and you realize that you can actually get a couple boards up here it's not big enough to like shove like a crate in but you could easily pass like, a couple swords at a time down in here the chest because the smaller chest also could slide down in there but you realize that the uh smugglers have dug a sizable uh depression beneath the uh in the mud here beneath the building It's easily like four feet deep and uh eight feet by ten feet across um, and as you look down in there, uh, you have your dark vision goggles, right? No, not dark mm-hmm. vision goggles, light. You have light. My, yeah, it just yeah. has a five foot light on it. And as you uh, shine out into there, you actually realize there is already a few bundles of things in here.
5: Uh, smuggler's code, I wouldn't touch them.
3: All right. Um, uh, make a perception, though, or are you intentionally not trying to notice what they are?
5: Yeah, not nothing. Like, I wouldn't say anything to any. The less I know, the better type of okay. thing all um, right
3: uh you slide the chest down in there
5: yeah is there any like pen or paper nearby i kind of want to leave a note in there yeah there is okay uh i might like write a note uh, uh danny ocean uh looking for the gang uh oceans 11's coming back <laughs> oh my god uh-huh uh we'll find whoever did this to us
3: all right uh and with that you slip it in there and you set it off to the side you set the boards back down and it's secured away um so you have successfully hidden the uh, chest away only other smugglers would know and as you just suggested uh smugglers code suggests you wouldn't touch somebody else's stuff um which then leaves uh uh, Jules, Celeste, and uh, Phil sort of free. Uh, do you keep practicing your uh, your sets while waiting for Rubert and uh, and Phil or er, Rubert and Zelnern to return?
6: Yeah, yeah. I uh, after realizing I accidentally called him Phil when I'm supposed to call him Danny Ocean. <laughs>
3: <laughs> keep it down. Keep it. Oh,
5: <laughs> I respond man. to it and I don't realize it, and then after I shut the bolt hole, I'm like, good. Call me Danny Ocean. <laughs> Danny
6: Ocean. Um, I turn back to Amory and I'm like, "All right, Amory, we gotta, we gotta keep getting this down. I think you're getting close."
1: Oh yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of walk up and I kneel down next to Amory and I say, "Here, let me, let me show you a trick that my grandma taught me when I was a kid." And uh, as I, I kind of. Help lift him up onto the rope, and then I say, "Here, just give me two fingers." And he kind of reaches out his two fingers. Yeah, he fingers. does. He hands them out, and we just like—I just like hold up my two fingers, and we're just barely touching by the two fingers. And I cast guidance through the fingers. Oh, it's, it gets uh, plus one nice. d4. And then I just hold my fingers out as he tries to walk across it again to like balance him on my two fingers.
3: Well, that put him up to a 20 on this. He does an excellent job being supported by just those two fingers.
2: There you go. You got it.
3: Uh, Amory cheers, having figured out the essence of tightrope walking. Uh, He's not necessarily proficient in acrobatics anymore, or yet, but he is better.
1: (laughs) What? That wasn't enough. Gosh, Amory, you need to go faster. (laughs) Just kidding.
3: We're trying to min-max you as a rogue. Um, we don't have one of those in the group.
6: I look I look over at Danny Ocean. And I'm like, what's your favorite story? Do we need like a plot or something? I am like, what are we doing? Is there supposed to be a story in this theater? Are we the aristocrats? What does that mean? All
5: right. All right. Now that we're here, you know, there's. All right. So there's these places, you know. We don't talk about it very much. We just there's there's a network of places throughout the aisles that we can, you know, I could stop by. Lilo, I know a little bit about here. I might know a little bit about the next place, but the less you know, the better. For now, um,
6: okay. But the aristocrats, I get like fully invested in this plot. <laughs> <laughs> and so you but, give- whatever, but like, tell me about the aristocrats. Who are they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who are we?
5: I tell I I tell her the exact graphic story of the aristoc- uh, aristocrats <laughs> in front of Amory. <laughs> <laughs> So you until hear... you stop me, I just keep going. Until you stop me,
6: okay. I let you tell the whole story.
3: so You tell an incredibly uh, vulgar and inappropriate story, but you're you're used to being on a pirate ship. This is probably just normal speak. <laughs> uh, and uh, as it finishes, you you give a bow just uh, just after saying, "We're the aristocrats." And uh, Amory laughs as only a twelve year old boy can at an aristocrats joke. And, uh, then, uh, Celeste, presumably you're disgusted or are you on board with this, uh, spewing I am gratuity?
6: not a fan of it, but also I'm just kind of going with the flow right now.
3: All right. Um, well, so that, that joke takes quite a long while to <laughs> tell, to be honest. So, uh, it's about this time that just as he finishes saying, uh the or aristocrats? Aristocrats. The other one's a movie. Uh, <laughs> aristocrabs. Were the, yeah, aristocrabs. Uh, that's when Rubert and Zelnurn return from their trip to Winston's. Hey, what uh, took you
6: guys so long?
2: Oh, I ran into an old friend and uh, I had to tell them the story of the Sturge.
3: Zelnurn uh, follows behind with a giant canvas bag full of coconuts.
2: Oh, also we had to get coconuts. Um, I need
3: them for our show. <laughs> you Someone hear a is Very invested. Just then, you hear a knocking at the door. Hmm? Good says, good uh, performance, performance. Uh, Master oh, yes. Primewater has just uh, told me that or uh, has just arrived, and he is looking to see your performance for himself. Uh, now I warn you, Master Primewater's just from come from town council and. The vote did not go his way. Uh, So I apologize. You will be facing a tougher audience than you might have otherwise. So please be on your best and ensure you impress him. Uh, You're on in five.
5: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hey, Salmond, wait. Uh, Come here for a second.
3: Uh, He opens the door. Yes?
5: Uh, I walk up to him and I kind of lean in. uh, And I'm like, you know, I don't really want to take the mystery away from it, but. do you know how tall and how old this gentleman is?
3: <laughs> Just anything. Anything him. I could work with. Uh, Salmond feels bad for you. Uh, for your, uh, your skills being so low that you have to ask. Uh, and he says... He's 5'9", but you should be better suited to say five 5'11". Uh, five and uh, he is, I believe, I'd say 170, 180, but I'm right. not a professional what, old, weight guesser.
5: How old do you think he is?
3: Well, he's 63.
5: Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I owe you
2: one on Wait. this. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>
3: uh primewater Primewater is a uh dapper older gentleman uh you uh it's a uh, sim- uh salmon steps back and tells you you have five minutes less than before you're expected on stage uh zel hoists his coconuts you kind of grab at your tightrope are the rest of you ready to give your performance to earn your keep knowing how oh, your ready. chest is tucked away down there so you'd have to gather up your things and leave into the street if you're kicked out <laughs> oh wait
0: uh, alright,
2: Zellner you know what you're doing, I know what Hello. I know. Uh Phil I'm sorry, Danny it's hard to get used to Danny, you will guess his age and weight <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and height don't forget oh, I can't, could not forget height uh celeste uh, you're going to read his fortune i don't need
6: fortunes I, yes
2: I, I i understand like you you of course are much more mystical and are actually seeing you know truth in the stars but that for the sake of performance you're going to read his fortune
6: are you mocking me
2: no this is just this it's the way my voice
5: sounds
6: <laughs> i just hey. always sound that way
5: celeste i found this crystal ball and this veil, you know, I'm not saying you should wear it, but I'm just saying it could kind of sell it a little bit, you know. And I, I hold I, it out to her.
6: I really appreciate it, Danny. I think I'm good.
3: All right. So, does anyone else costume up? Celeste, it sounds like, is unwilling to costume. So, she's dressed in her saltwater stained clothing that's been ruined from sitting in the ocean I'll take the for three veil. days. Fine, fine.
6: I'll take the veil.
2: Oh, is there perhaps a blindfold you could actually see through in the costume?
3: Uh, there is. There is a blindfold you can see through. <laughs> Does anyone else have any props or costumes they need?
5: I'd take the crystal ball that Celeste wouldn't take.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. And you realize this is not a cr- true crystal ball. It's not even glass. It's actually, like, just shell or something. I don't know. I think even a fake crystal ball would be worth a fortune in, uh... <laughs> uh this time period but um maybe jules, not because of magic
2: jules what's uh what are you planning to do
1: well i uh i know i'm supposed to be the the, the human, bleeding man the, the, the problem is um i don't really want sh- to really show these off uh <laughs> i've gotten some pretty bad reactions in the past i'm that's thinking the whole, maybe... that's the whole point. We, we we played a little bit before on the ship. Maybe I could play backup to whatever you're playing on your you uh, instrument. You there,
6: can, you can also help Amory.
1: That's true. Yeah, his show. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can tightrope walk while playing.
3: Are you uh? Loot. You're yeah. You know how to play a loot. You could be giving music to the whole performance, so it's not a weird awkward time as Phil sits oh, there for going. Sure.
1: Huh, Oh, you're not playing, Rubet. I figured you were. I was going to
2: do some knife juggling and throwing, but I mean I also will be playing during the rest of the performance as well.
1: Yeah, I can uh, I can play some loot, maybe, uh, maybe hang on the old the old rope to uh, dance around with our boy a little bit.
2: Okay. Yeah, that that works. I was really hoping you would show off your weird pension for blood magic, but that's fine too. <laughs> uh,
3: the door raps again. It's time! Master Primewater wants you on stage. Please, he is not in a good mood. You do not do well to keep him waiting. I'll see you on stage now. And you hear the voice disappear.
2: <laughs> Alright. Showtime, folks. <laughs> Guess who, Chaotic Normies? You guessed it. It's Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Rubeir Graysand on Chaotic Normal. Thanks once again for listening. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes, call to action, blah, 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 blah. If you've listened all the way through to all of our episodes, I'm sure you're tired of hearing about me and everything I have to say. But just there's one kind of announcement we do have a website now it is chaoticnormal.com if you go there that will take you to all of our social media so it's kind of the one stop shop for everything chaotic normal so rather than me listing you know twitter gmail blah blah blah, 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 blah all that stuff you can just head to that one place and that will take you to everything we do so, yeah, that makes this a lot easier, but I'm still going to talk for about a minute and a half because I love the sound of my own voice. Um, hmm. Huh, it's kind of weird in here now. All right. Well, yeah, that's it. I don't know what you're still doing here, but I'll uh, talk to you next week.